A nature trail is more than a path. It's a place for laughter, self-reflection, and a breath of fresh air. All Trails Plus helps you plan your next hike so you can relax and enjoy the journey. Discover new trails near you with the distance away feature and get immersive trail previews and offline maps so you can take those exciting first steps with confidence. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus. Just use code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast. That's three months free at alltrails.com slash podcast with code PODCAST23. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And you're first live. Yeah, buddy. How does it feel? It feels great. It feels to be great. Honest. I'm happy to finally have you here. It's it's been too long. You've been uh you've been brought up in uh several different episodes. So it's uh my, my great honor and pleasure to finally introduce the one and only uh Sheldon. We've yes. heard a lo- we've heard a lot about him behind the scenes. He has been a big factor in uh the production and the equipment end of this, so we are happy to have you. Uh, we, like, like there's fucking three of me. Uh, yeah. We are happy to have you. I'm happy to have me, too. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of fucking exciting. I'm a pretty big deal. I haven't even been here yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just been waiting. <laughs> Just been <laughs> waiting for that message, you know? No big deal. No, it's all good. No, it's great. I'm here. I'm doing it. You guys are going to hear a lot more from me in the future. Um, I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to get started. I'm I'm excited that we finally did get started, or me. Yeah, I'm. Um, like I said, I, I it sounds it sounds fucking cheesy, but I was kind of hoping for that message, right? You know, <laughs> just uh, without trying to be too too pressured, like a like an ex ex girlfriend. Kind of, yeah, like, uh, just just tell me you miss me. Sitting in your closet, <laughs> just <laughs> staring just, at your phone, refreshing constantly. Text me, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I got it. You did. So, yeah. oh, God, I'm already <clears throat> crying about it. That's exciting. Um, fuck, I was going to say something before that, and I already forgot. You got me all emotional. I, I have that effect on people. <laughs> Um, I'm super excited to uh, to air everything. You've you've said a whole lot before recording, and it's it's all very amazing shit, very amazing content, and I'm excited to hear it all again. Uh, before we got into this, we uh, we were talking a little bit about um your circumstances and being diagnosed with ADD. ADHD? Yeah. Okay. ADHD. ADHD. And you you were saying some some pretty interesting stuff. And this is one of those topics where um I would I would ask for the listeners 
with your input and your advice to please, you know, shoot us some input here as to your experience with this diagnosis and and these particular medications. Um, because I think that him and I are two two different different scenarios, different cases. Um, we're we're a different age group. So everything he was telling me was specific to him, but it was super interesting to hear. Um, do you want to kind of start from the beginning? Sure. Yeah. Um, I found it extremely interesting. So, so a little bit of just like sort of a heads up first. Um, I am getting over a cold. So if I have to like clear my throat a couple of times, I apologize for <laughs> it. Um, it's coming back. I... I almost didn't come because of it, but then I was like, ah, fuck it. I probably sound all right. Um, <clears throat> I might have threw some heat at that. I apologize. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, next thing I want to say is that, yes, I do have ADHD. I also have ASD. Um, Ooh, what's, but What's that? Um, autism spectrum disorder. Oh, really? Yes. Um, and so... Although this is my experience with it, or a little bit of my experience with it, um, ADHD does affect everybody differently. Mm -hmm. So just because these things work for me, or this is how I went about like getting a diagnosis or getting help for it, um, it doesn't apply to everybody. It may apply to you, but um, Having ADHD is a case-by-case basis for everyone that has it. So there are some things that are kind of like a general, it helps for people with ADHD or just people that aren't neurotypical in general. Um, But it's very hard for people to... If I went on some sort of form and I was like, this is what I do and it'll help you with your ADHD, that's just simply not true. It might, but most of the time you kind of just got to find your own thing that works for you. I find it so interesting that um, slight, I mean, quote unquote, chemical changes can mean a world apart in in specific diagnosis that way. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy how one person can process something completely different from another. And that's that's why I was so interested when you started talking about it because uh, my case, being diagnosed as early as I did, was completely different from what you're going through as an adult. Yeah. Which is super bizarre to me because even the medication you're on, uh, when I was taking it as a child, which is probably part of the problem. That's definitely the problem. As a child, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, my chemical was... Well, my chemical imbalance was indefinite because I was a child. Right. Um, but it, you're taking something that helps you, but it's something that I took that made me way, way fucked up. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's kind of crazy because... And and I don't I don't understand it fully about like there are dozens and dozens of medications that help with ADHD and help cure whatever thing you're missing in that chemical balance for it. I don't quite know what the difference is exactly between something like Adderall and something like Ritalin, um, but it is definitely interesting how it 
affects people differently. And I'm willing to bet that if you went back to a psychiatrist now and, you know, you explain to them that you have ADHD, you've been diagnosed with it, and they put you on a medication, it might not work how you want it to work at first. Um, You have to sort of find a medication, try it, try it at different doses, um, try the extended release or, you know, taking it twice a day. Some people take it once in the morning, once at night. Um, I take an extended release. So just once a day and it lasts all day um, as long as I need it to. Mm -hmm. But I bet that if you were to go back and you were to get put on some different type of medication, like maybe Adderall works for you. And, but you just kind of got to experiment with it until you find your dose. But once you find your dose, then nothing changes from there. I mean, it's pretty consistent throughout. Over time, there is a possibility that you outgrow that dosage and you just become too used to it. But I've been taking my dose of medication for almost two years now, and it works the exact same as it did day one as it does now man see it's i i i don't i don't mean to uh undermine the fact that everything could be a world apart from me now i'm honestly not even 100 percent sure that that is the case with me even to this day um when i got through most of my high school years they changed their diagnosis from you know, trying to blame medication and blame ADD or ADHD, and they changed it to uh, just a, a lack of general interest. So I'm not really sure <laughs> where things stopped. Well, that's that's sort of the so mental health as a whole right. is not even close to being as understood as it should be. I agree. By, I agree a hundred percent with that. By anybody by like professionals doctors psychiatrists psychologists anybody and so that's kind of one of the stipulations for having adhd is a lot of people get told that they're just lazy or they don't care or that you know they're just slacking off it's a behavioral issue or it's bad parenting or something like that and it sounds like my entire high school life yeah and, and the simple fact is that like Yes, that kind of stuff does exist. I mean, there's just lazy people. It sure does. It's definitely a percentage of it. Right. But for somebody that genuinely has ADHD or something else that affects their attention like that, um, it's not for me personally, but it hurts when you get you get called these things and you get put into these different categories of just being lazy or not caring or like if you forget something or um something doesn't seem important to you because you're not showing a super high interest in it or um you know maybe you you're having trouble having a conversation with somebody or just not moving if you have like the hyperactive part of ADHD. Um, it, it, it hurts being put in that category when you don't understand what exactly is happening to you. So you, you go a large portion of your life under the assumption that you just suck 
compared to other people, and you're just worse. You're just bad. Dude, I'm loving this introductory episode. Um, I it sends it it, it kind of takes me back to hear you say all that shit, it, especially in the way that you said it, um, because yeah, I mean everything that you just explained, like the the emotion behind what's happening is fucking hard you know and, and you described it perfectly is i i remember like distinctly in my algebra class specifically uh, i never got through algebra i never understood it i just i don't know why i just didn't uh geometry it was great right algebra no i couldn't fucking do it um but i remember like getting scalded so many times for all the things that you were kind of describing, you know, just that I was just lazy or I just didn't want to do it or whatever the case may be at that specific time. And I remember doing paperwork or, or tests or whatever the case may be and just remembering, like, staring at the paper and, like, trying to force myself to to just, like, dial in and, and to focus and... It wasn't a matter of me focusing. I just was trying to find whatever the fuck information it was that I needed to get through it. Right. And I never fucking had it. Well, it, it's that that's that's a that's a big portion of it is is memory recall or what they call a working memory re- retention. Somewhat re- retention. It isn't so much affected by ADHD because you could do research, listen to things. Um, Basically, any learning style that you have, you can utilize and retain information. The issue is recalling that information, or obviously, if you're fed too much information at a time, too many things going into the input, uh, your working memory just simply doesn't work the same as neurotypical people. I, I feel like that was definitely a part of it for me. Yeah, because they'd feed me some some shit, whatever the case may be, in whatever class, and I wouldn't even understand that before they'd move on. Yeah, and it'd be like, well, cool, that was yeah. fun. Well, it, and that's the thing is one, schooling's really hard in, in general, especially when you're taking something that is generalized, such as if you're going to college for um, just. You know, you don't quite know what you want to go for yet, so you're just going and taking, like, your gen ed classes or going through elementary school, middle school, high school. The thing, why those are so hard is because there's so much that you're not interested in, and you could you couldn't care less to, to do any of those things again. They just simply don't interest you. Right. Because it's... Well, I mean, they just don't interest you. It's it's pretty. Yeah. Why Why would you actively retain something that literally has no interest to you? Right. It, it's not that it's useless. It's just not interesting to you. And 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 to take it a step further, the way it's being taught. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like in my high school, I had a very good algebra teacher for my algebra three four. I think it was, and. That was probably the first time that I got an A in one of my classes was because the way that she taught the algebra was so next level. The teaching method. She had such a good method of teaching it. 
in in very simple ways with using a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with math mm-hmm. to solve the problems and those kinds of things are the things that stuck with me is those other things what about the rest of your class do you do you know the the statistics from the rest of the well i fun fact i've never passed <laughs> an english class ever really ever not not in middle school, not in high school, not in college. Wow. Never. For some reason, English to me is one of the hardest things for me to to grasp. It's one, it's not interesting to me. I I, I don't really care. I, I can speak fine. I know a good amount of big words and such, but the the whole structural part of it where you use you know different punctuation and i i'm i'm more so the kind of person to just dump a bunch of words on a page like i can i can say a lot when they would tell me to write a two-page essay i would write a six-page essay but there was no structure to it it was just a fucking like I threw up words on a page. That's super interesting, dude, because you're god damn, dude. Look I don't know, the more the more and more that we talk about this shit, I I find myself in more and more question. Uh, you, <laughs> you and I are like what the world would consider polar opposites. Yeah. Like to to an extent. To an extent. Uh we're not talking personally here. Right. But I'm talking about like your career is a world apart from my career. Uh, your career would be considered something that somebody at a very high level of intelligence would have to, which obviously you are. Thank you. Yeah, dude, I fucking... <laughs> <laughs> why do you think I've been tooting your horn on here the whole fucking time? Right. Um, yeah, and I have a job that requires a caveman's education. So... Yeah. I, I don't know, the fact that um I don't I don't even really know what the, the the English class I don't really completely understand what the direct class is about yeah I have no fucking idea but uh my point my point was that you said that you uh you did not do well with uh essay in English nope the classes not at all so writing in English were terrible well, yeah, and there's the there's the reading aspect of that too, where they're like, read this fucking book and then write me a paper on it. There's no goddamn way I'm gonna be able to <laughs> read a fucking book. Like, I I I read two sentences, and then I have to reread them because I forgot what they said. Oh, that was my biggest problem. And and not only, it's not just once. If I have to reread it and reread it and reread it, and. It's not because the information isn't staying in there. It's that I don't give a fuck. I don't right. want to read this. The book. interest is not there. I I just I have no interest in. I I've only read one book in my entire life, start to finish, and and the only reason that I read that book was because it was interesting to me. I I dove into this world, and I I found myself like every time I came back to the book. I, I just wanted to know what happened next. I wanted to know. I wanted to know what the next thing was. And the book is Twisted, by the way. Uh, great book. 
but some of the things that they make you read in English class is so fucking stupid. Like, why would anybody be interested in I, that? I feel like that pretty often. Or I felt like that pretty often. And so that was that was probably one of the hardest things for me is these like book report kind of things. I was the kind of person that would just go, I need look up a summary on this book and then fucking try to write a paper about it because I can't be asked fucking reading a book. Like, there's no way. So let me ask you this before, because I, I have a I have a thought process here that I think is, it's kind of it's kind of, it's kind of funny. Um, what did you excel at the most in school? Oddly, um, math and chemistry. I I got an A in chemistry. Great. So I know how to dispose of a body now. <laughs> I'm just fucking. Yeah. With it. T- to be honest with you. The only reason that I got an A in chemistry is mm-hmm. because my chemistry teacher let me listen to music while in class. No shit. And and she was the only teacher that let me listen to music. And having music playing mm-hmm. while learning and taking information, say whatever you want. But for some people, that really does help. No, dude. That's how I function today. Yeah. Like, when, when I have... When I'm a, doing my job... I have a fucking headphone in. Right. It, it's it's one of those things where if if I don't if I only if I'm not on my medication and I have to focus on something, there's n- there's very small chance of that happening. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like the more chaos that you create, the more input you create, mm-hmm. the better you can focus on something. Dude, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, there's some, there's something we have in common. Yeah. Um. Do you do that with work today? Well, yes. I I'm I'm fortunate enough to work in environments where I can listen to music or listen to podcasts. Um, pretty much the whole time that I'm there. Oh yeah, we were talking about this. Yeah, yeah. and. And I like that because I, I like to learn. I constantly like to learn new things. So, one, it helps me get through the day because it's just like listening to something that I'm interested in. And it, it makes time fly by faster. But I also don't get a lot of time outside of that to learn new things. To just sit down and do research like I used to be able to when I was in high school or something. Right. Uh, so it really helps when I need to refresh my memory about something or I'm trying to learn something new that I can listen to that basically just a series of videos or a series of podcasts on this specific topic. Um, because if I don't keep up on it and I don't hone in and just listen to like this one category of videos or audio then it just disappears from my brain forever until i refresh myself again interesting yeah um to go back to your thought on adding chaos to make true function of a situation you kind of spoke to me when you said that because in uh in my line of work for example one of the things that i have to do daily is um clean up accidents right so when I get to the scene of an accident, only uh, nobody fucking knows what I'm driving up to. The scene could be one car on one end of the intersection, flip sideways into a tree. The other one could be 
God knows, you know what I mean? Right. You get it. So it's chaos as it is, and I have to handle it all. Um, but for some reason, adding more, i.e. music, somehow makes me pinpoint and direct myself correctly the first time. Right. Without backstepping or double-stepping or whatever the fuck. Well, yeah. Leftovers or... <laughs> The DMV Number 97 Or House cleaning Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun Play over a hundred different games online For free from anywhere You could redeem some serious prizes ChumbaCasino.com Live the Chumba life No purchase necessary We're prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply See website for details Leftovers Or the DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Woodwork prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I. So things are different for me now because I am medicated. So being medicated versus being off medication are two way different worlds. And it happens overnight. I could take my medicine one day and I cannot take it the other day. And everybody knows when I am not on medication because it's a lot different. I mean, it's not it's not bad by any means. Uh, It does get bad if I don't take it for an extended period of time. It's horrible. It's a fucking nightmare. But, um, so being on medication, I don't really require many other things to help me put enough focus on something that I need in that moment. Mm. But I enjoy it. I enjoy listening to things. I enjoy watching things while I'm working on projects or while I'm trying to learn while I'm trying to do something just because it's something that's satisfying to me and it's been sort of a habitual thing up until this point is that when I when I'm trying to get in the zone I'll put on something to aid that Mm -hmm. so at this point I wouldn't necessarily call it a necessity but it is something that I I highly enjoy and that I would probably keep doing. And, and I'm not I'm not really sure exactly why when I'm not medicated why having that input helps with focus, but from my experience when you're when you're trying to focus on one thing you tend to focus on everything else besides that. And so when you have a constant, like a song playing in your ear or a podcast that you're listening to, it it gives like that is the distraction portion of it taken care of. So that constant thing happening is like one of the multiple things that your brain is focusing on so that you can sort of listen to it like subconsciously and then focus on what you actually need to be doing. It sort of takes care of that 
that need to look around or to wonder what that sound was that you heard or, you know, those little bits and pieces of things that distract you in whatever task that you're doing. Mm -hmm. It seems like having that constant is, is there to either drown it out or to just have one of the different avenues that your brain is trying to take you on filled up with something so that it allows you to focus on whatever task that you're doing. That's an interesting distinction. I find that fascinating and I don't understand why. Um, while you were saying that, again, going on the, the topic of focusability and how much you're focusing on, um, I was thinking about it and maybe uh, I kind of was thinking about possibly trying to uh, to document some of these scenes that I was talking about so you can uh, probably probably wouldn't be made public because that I don't want to be offensive to the families involved right it's a sensitive thing right it sure is um but maybe for you I think you'd find it pretty fascinating especially if you hear me in the midst of all of it talking to myself or laughing to myself or singing, whatever the fucking case may be. Right. But in the midst of everything, I'd be interested to hear how much I verbalize about what I have to do or the cops that I have to communicate with. You know, just kind of see yeah, yeah. the millions of different mixes that it goes by. But um, one of the things I did kind of want to uh, dabble in a little bit to get a little bit more off topic. It's kind of off topic. Um, what are you... You're taking only one medication actively? Yes. So I, I only take Ritalin every day. Uh-huh. I do have anxiety medication that I take on an as-need basis. Is that as a result of or? It's 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 sort of unknown. W- w- different things like comorbidities of having ADHD is is depression is anxiety is yeah I mean it, it could be any number of things that alone you could have depression you could have anxiety um and and it brings some similarities to ADHD or that or that would pinpoint a, a psychiatrist or a doctor to say that you might have ADHD. But also the flip side of that is that when you have ADHD, things make you anxious. I mean, things make you obsessive. Things make you depressed. There's, there's a lot of emotional dysregulation in ADHD. People who have it have a hard time regulating their emotions or expressing them appropriately and and for me with also having autism i have i have things that i am hypersensitive to whether it comes to emotions or like noise sensitivity or something added on top of that Mm -hmm. so it makes it a bit harder in in general it kind of exacerbates all of those things that come with adhd but so that uh, anti-anxiety medicine, mm-hmm. was that before the Ritalin? No. 
That that was after. So that comes with it. Yeah, it it I I wouldn't say that I was taking it for any reason like because of the ADHD or or because I started taking something to help with my ADHD so then this other thing became stronger mm-hmm. like now that I had the the main problem taken care of now there was this side problem of me expressing anxiety or expressing depression okay I see I see but I I've always had an issue with anxiety in some situations where it it just takes over my body and there was a period of time where i would have these these like strings of episodes where i would be having anxiety attacks way more often than any human would ever want and because it's fucking awful and so i decided to you know i decided to do something about it but for the longest time i i wasn't against taking medication for like depression or anxiety or something but i just didn't really find that it was necessary because i i had sort of a skewed understanding of depression and anxiety mm-hmm. because it wasn't something that i had my whole life the the depression and anxiety portion of my mental health has sort of grown with me it's it's becoming bigger the older i get and sort of like more pronounced in my daily life. Um, but I don't, I don't have it too, too often. I'm a generally like really happy, positive person. I try to keep that as my lifestyle all the time, a hundred percent of the time. Uh, but there are occasions where something is out of my control. And I, I have this saying to where, if I'm feeling anxious about something, I say to myself, well, like, is there anything you can do about it right now? And if yes, then do that thing. And if not, well, then don't worry about it because there's nothing you can do about it anyway. Right. But when that doesn't work, because there are times that it doesn't work, then I can take my anxiety medication and it it depletes that from spiraling out of control. I see. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's so uh it's it's so interesting to think about um because kind of the breakdown and what you feed yourself to kind of break a situation into a controllable thought is something that I do pretty often um I just don't know what it looks like I I just don't know personally what it looks like to have it uh, spiral further um, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> I can only imagine. I've had a couple of panic attacks in my life, uh, literally only like two or three, um, and they scared the shit out of me, for one. Yeah. That's fucked up what that does. So I can't imagine people that experience that often. Um, right. Well, panic attacks are bad. Anxiety attacks are fucking Horrendous. Oh, okay, let's uh, help me understand the definition between the two. I I don't I don't fully know enough about the differences to give a like right an accurate depiction. I, I, I don't either, but I would say 
from my understanding, panic attacks are lesser and shorter than anxiety attacks. Anxiety attacks, in my opinion, unless something stops the anxiety from spiraling out of control, it will not stop. So if if the thing that's causing your anxiety is most of the time for me, it's that I don't have the answer to something. I, I'm thinking about something and in my brain, I'm trying to come up with all these logical explanations of why this thing is happening, um, what the purpose of it is, all these different outcomes of it, all these different th- possibilities, all these different things put into this. But until I reach out to the person or or get get the answer to the question because some things you just can't you can't have the answer to something with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That you don't know. Right. And so... I don't think that's unfair. And so without like getting that answer, the anxiety won't stop. It, it'll consume you until that need is met because... Your brain is constantly trying to scramble to find an answer for something that you just it, it's it's literally impossible to find the answer to unless the answer is given to you. And you know, there's there's different examples of that such as like if you you know, if if you get a call saying that your loved one has been taken to the hospital, but you have no updates on, like, what's happening. No one's giving you any information. You just know that they're in the hospital, and they may or may not be dying at any moment. And so the whole time you're just sitting there processing and processing, trying to figure out, like, what's happening, trying to get answers to this thing. Or if you're – if you think that – your loved one is cheating on you or you um you know you're you're convincing yourself that this is actually happening when it's not um or you know if you're trying to figure out like how you're going to come up with enough money to pay this thing and you can't because you have all these other things that you need to pay for and so but you have to pay this thing and you're like oh fuck what am i going to do i just don't have the money for it and so the these are in my opinion these are all things where unless somebody tells you oh your loved one is fine or your loved one is not fine or you talk to the person you think is cheating on you and they give you an explanation for something they either calm that worry they they say oh don't worry this is it was taken out of context or it actually is happening um or if you somebody gives you a way that you can have enough money to pay these bills or to that you're going to be okay you, you will just keep spiraling out of control it's like it's like you're, you're 
falling into a void of darkness and and there's a bunch of things on the way down that you can that you can grab onto but for some reason every time that you grab onto something you just you just keep slipping you find a way to make it fall apart you, you, you can't you can't grasp onto something right and and no matter how hard you try to grasp onto that that thing you you're, you're going to be feeding yourself all these false answers of like whatever logical explanation you're trying to come up with yourself you're trying to answer your own questions and when you try to answer your own questions it, it's just not going to happen so i feel everything you're saying like very close to home um i don't really exactly I don't have any way to put into words exactly what I've done mentally or or structurally for me. But because of some of the things that I've been subjected to, um, I just feel like I've kind of forced myself into this, this like, uh, like this shit happens and it happens to me and I do have moments of panic. I'm not sitting here telling you I don't or I don't have anxiety or shit doesn't fucking twist my mood or whatever the case, you know, however you want to word it. Right. Um, But for some reason, over the last probably like five years, man, I've just been like, when this shit happens, I'm like, the world's not going to stop turning. Uh, I mean, I have other shit to handle, too. And I just find this ability to just put it to the side, kind of. Right. I I don't really I don't really exactly know. Like it's just actually now that I'm putting it out into words, I would say what I'm actually doing is probably not the best thing for me. Uh, I I would agree. I'm just I'm just negating something that needs to be handled. Right. But it's also something that I can't handle in that moment. Is kind of where I'm going. So like if this is if this is something that I'm gonna have to handle in the next couple of days when when the money comes in or when I meet this person or whatever the case may be, then I just find it within my head to just compartmentalize and shut that the fuck up. Right. And don't get me wrong, if I think about it outside of that moment, then it will it will bring up a moment of pretty severe anxiety. Well, see, th- see that that's that's the thing is that you're you, you you can distract yourself, right? That's a good way to fucking put it. Yeah, yeah, you 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 can find ways to distract yourself, but that exactly what you said, that's the issue is when you're alone and that thought comes back up you're right back into the spiral like you never Dude, left. Right back in it. And I'm I'm alone for the better part of 12 hours a day. Right. In my fucking truck. So I yeah. have all the time in the world to think about shit. Yeah. And so that that's that's one of those things where if you don't handle that issue or you don't you don't get the answer to this thing or you don't you don't fully sit down and deal with whatever this is that you're feeling it's just not going to go away it could temporarily go away if you distract yourself and do something to take your mind off it but that doesn't matter it could be weeks months later 
and you could be sitting alone and say you're trying to go to sleep or something and a little thing a little thought leads you back into this fucking depth of horror you're just gonna spiral out of control again you're not gonna be able to sleep you're gonna be having a fucking terrible time you might wake up in the morning after you finally go to sleep using whatever method you can or just laying there until you're too tired or something and then the next morning you might not be thinking about this thing again but it'll come back up it'll come back up indefinitely right until it's solved yeah exactly because until you fix the problem it doesn't just go away yeah i would love one (laughs) yeah and that's that's the biggest problem man is like i this is why i love doing this shit so much i love fucking for one i love doing this fucking podcast but to take it a step further, I love talking because every time I talk to you, like putting shit into words and having an, int- yeah, I shouldn't say that because I don't want to demean the rest of them. Um, having having an appropriate conversation and putting shit into words really opens your eyes. Yeah. To circumstances, um, you say the word distraction, man. I'm like, that's that's the core of it. Yeah. Uh, it's purely just distraction for the moment. Um, and I think. I think this particular circumstance speaks to a lot of people because uh, there's there's a lot of people in the world right now going through a lot of different shit. Yeah, and I'm trying. I know that sounds super vague, but I'm talking about like we're 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 in the the USA. Um, the financial situation here is strained. Yeah. Uh, the politics that follow everybody's views and points is strange. Um. We're we're being put to a test, not quite as much as a lot of people, but I'd say we're 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 all a little stretched right now. Yeah, and um, I struggle I struggle to to believe that there is another format to people dealing with this anxiety other than day to day distractions. Well, so. That that's that's a very common temporary solution. Okay, that just so gets put on repeat. That's kind of what I'm. That's kind of where I'm headed with it. But but a- after a while, I mean, like the the stuff doesn't go away. So after a while, it sure as have, fuck doesn't go away. You, I'm sorry to interrupt. No no no. It you, you're gonna have incident after incident after incident. If if you're somebody that struggles with depression and you something happens to you that brings that out of you that triggers that PTSD or that triggers that feeling and, and you're just like, oh, no, 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 I'll just put on a fake smile and I'll go out and I'll hang out with my friends and I'll distract myself, I'll play video games, I'll go to work, I'll try, to, I'll try my best to be a normal, happy, functioning person in society. Um, and, and, but then when you're alone, you're just fucking miserable. And then something else happens to trigger that. And something else happens to trigger that. And something else happens to trigger that. Well, eventually, you're going to get to this breaking point where you're going to start letting the depression, the anxiety, the, the whatever you're struggling with consume you so much to the fact where you start shutting people out. You start not doing these things that you like to do to distract yourself. You start not hanging out with friends. You don't feel the... the desire to play that game anymore you don't feel a desire to go to work anymore you don't feel the desire to really do anything right whatever the case may be yeah and and the deeper you fall down into this thing 
it's it's only going to get worse. I don't remember who I was talking about this with, um, but one of my other guests, I think it might have been it might have been Zach at one point, but we were talking kind of about. Um, I don't want to use the word repercussions, but I kind of that's kind of the the results the results of uh, of compartmentalizing this shit within yourself, right? Um, kind of what you're kind of what you're headed toward, but the result of keeping that shit in for so long without dealing with it completely is oh my it's that's asking for demolition. Yeah. You're you're going to have and I think we described this a little bit, um, you're going there's gonna be a breakdown. Yeah. There's gonna be a point in time where your mind speaks for you and you're not gonna have that choice anymore. Right. Well and and then on top of that, imagine that you get so far down deep in this thing where you just stop having any motivation, any desire to do anything. Right. No more passion. No passion. No, no, you don't, you don't want to go to work. You don't want to hang out with friends. You don't want to play video games. So you lost your job, which you may or may not. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You not have enjoyed. You lost your friends who are, you know, keeping you afloat, keeping you up. You might lose family. You may, I mean, there, there is no, there, there really is no winning if if you let this kind of stuff consume you, it, it's just going to get deeper and it's going to get heavier and it's going to get worse. And once it gets you, you, you have to take control of it as shitty as it is as bad. I've been so depressed. I've, I've been so absorbed in anxiety and where, where I, I have started to just not give a fuck about anything that there's, there's been times where I'll, I've left several jobs just because I decided that I didn't want to go anymore. Right. And, and, and I, I've missed opportunities to hang out with friends and to go see my family. And the thing is, is like that whatever it is that you're going through that is causing these issues, there is a fix. You, you can talk to somebody, you can get help, you can get answers. You can, you, you can find a solution that is better than putting it to the side. But what you can't replace is losing friends. Sometimes finding another job, losing family. For example, like my grandparents are like the mo- hands down the most important people to me in the entire world. Your grandparents? Yeah, my grandparents. They're they're basically my parents. They mostly raised me growing up. And there's been times where I've I haven't 
wanted to go see them because I'm just so, I'm so absorbed in my shit that I'm like, I, you know, I could, they only live a few minutes away, but I just don't want to. I can't fucking get up. I don't want to take a shower. I don't want to fucking do anything. I just want to sit here and be sad. Well, the thing is, is like, they're not going to be here forever. So then what? Right. If, if you, if you let this thing consume you so much to the point where you just don't fucking handle it and you start losing these friends and these families and stuff what happens when they're gone i mean that that's that's infinitely worse Mm -hmm. and and the thing is is like you don't you don't have to let this shit consume you that there is a ptsd factor to it where it will always be there most likely you're gonna have reoccurring reactions to certain shit yeah but there's but there's a bunch of stuff you can do to pull yourself out of it and, and instead of the majority being you're happy 20% of the time and you're fucking miserable 80% of the time, you can hang out with your friends. You can do those things you love. You can go to the gym. You can change your lifestyle to flip it so it's 80% happy, 20% fucking miserable. Right. You, you can find somebody. You can start a family. You can do all this stuff if, if you don't let this consume you and it's hard it's not an easy thing to overcome Fuck at all no it's not the, the same thing goes with just having adhd it's fucking hard man people people have such a skewed interpretation of like what adhd is and like what people who have it deal with and go through and there's a large group of people that just think it's fake bullshit that it doesn't really exist there's some people that think oh if you have adhd you're you're blessed it's this whole it's like a gift you're you're gifted because you have the ability to hyper focus on things and and you have this like bubbly personality and all this kind of stuff you know it's it's again case by case but the the reality of it is is that there are many good things that come along with ADHD. If I, if I could start over and choose to not have it, um, I, I wouldn't because it, it has fundamentally made me the person I am today that, that I have been my whole life on medication, off medication. I have this perfect balance of this thing that has developed of, out of this thing just being a part of me. And it's great. There's but, there's a lot of pluses, but there's a fucking whole lot of negatives that come along with it, too. It's not pleasant, especially if you're not medicated. It the, is fucking miserable. There, there's a whole lot about what you just said that, um, I'm not going to lie, raises a lot of question marks for, for myself, not for you. Um cuz i i understand why you would not want to um why you wouldn't want to change anything because you are i i do find you to be for one a super intelligent and a super amazing human being um i ad- i admire you as a friend and as as a as a professional in what you do um but in in my in my personal experience growing up with what would have been diagnosed and and kind of the more the more you delve into it i kind of i kind of vibe with it a little bit more um 
Because if you really break down the terminology, it's 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 uh, attention deficit hyperactivity it, disorder. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a lack thereof, you know. Yeah. And well, it's it's a lack thereof in one department, one fundamentally important department, and um, the ability to focus on things that you're really really wanting to focus in on, or yeah, or you're in you're you, you know what I mean. Um, so the ability truly is a wonderful thing on one end. Uh, yeah. But I can't help but wonder after going through school the way my experience was, and this is why I, I feel like we're going to have a lot of fascinating conversations, man, because your outlook is, uh, is at the core almost 180 degrees different from mine. And, and I feel like the more and more that we conversate, it's, it should be more similar right? in some degrees. But we seem to have uh, very different experiences with it. Um, I wouldn't sit here and say that I regret it or that I, that I wouldn't do it the same way. Uh, if I told you that I wish that I knew what it was like to choose whether or not I got good grades... I would say that I wish that I would knew what that was like. Yeah. Uh, only maybe maybe that's a, a selfish viewpoint. Maybe that's a, an irrelevant viewpoint. But I wish that I knew what it was like to have the choice. Yeah. Because there there are things that I excelled in very well, which I was going to bring this up earlier, and I completely forgot. Ding ding, um, <laughs> you experienced a very high quality of uh, m- math investment, and not so much in the writing in English. Yeah, I find that interesting because I was a complete opposite. Yeah, the, com- the like the polar opposite, dude. I could not do math to save my life, but English and writing. I didn't even fucking I I hate reading just so we're clear for the same reasons that you do so that similarity alone um, I couldn't I could read a book sure retaining it it's not gonna happen right um, so they'd ask me to do that uh, the book report and I feel like the book that I probably skimmed through I would create enough facts and enough plot points and important points. To to work my way through it, and then you still got a fucking D on it, right? You know I mean? But it passed, right? Um. Yeah. So that was that was kind of interesting to hear, because I I feel that a lot uh, reading things that maybe you're just not necessarily interested in. Yeah, they just don't stick. Well, like I don't want to fucking read this book. Why the fuck am I going to tell you about it? Here, here's here's another portion of that. That, that I think is really important to address is that I, I think that the act of learning anything is is circumstantial. So, for instance, I went through high school and I could not pass geometry. I, I took it, I took like one, two, didn't pass it, somehow got put into, th- or no, I got put into one, two again, and then I got put into three four because I, I, I had to. I, I don't. I don't really quite remember. 
but I didn't pass it either way. Whatever the fuck it was, I didn't pass it. Um, for some reason, the teacher that I had, he was an incredible teacher. He was like a super good guy. He was really fun. I loved being in his class, but I couldn't pass geometry to save my fucking life. But since I didn't pass a lot of my classes, I ended up having to go to an alternative school. I had to take a second year as a senior and the alternative school um, was basically just like a shorthand at your own pace, uh, make up all of the stuff that you failed throughout your four years in high school. And then once you did that, no matter when it was, there was no, like, you have to be in school from this date to this date. It was basically whenever you finish the class and, and finished all of your classes, you would graduate. You'd finish one, move on to the next one, finish one, move on to the next one. And in that so I had to take geometry one, two, three, four again in that class. And something about me being in control of it, of how fast I was learning things, how learning it my way, essentially, I got a fucking A. Now, granted, it was probably like dumbed down a bit because, you know, you're taking these full semester two long classes in a in a shorter amount of time mm -hmm. um but something about me having the control over it made it so much easier to understand um not being pressured to do something in a certain amount of time like you have homework this day this day this day you have a test on this day um that made it considerably easy for me to get through and so i passed it with an a both one, two, and three, four in that environment, hmm. which I found was, you know, I, I had no idea at the time that it was, it had anything to do with me having ADHD or anything. I just thought I sucked. <laughs> I was like, well, I, I didn't, I didn't give a shit about high school really. I, I wasn't there a lot of the time. I skipped class a lot. There was times that I would only go and show up at like sixth and seventh hour, but I would just stay home for the rest of the day. I was really depressed. I had a fucking terrible time in high school. And so I thought that my lack of desire to be at school was just because I fucking hated it and I felt like as a rebellious teenager that I didn't have to be there and that if I didn't want to then I wouldn't and so I just like I didn't I didn't give a shit at the time until I hit about my like late junior year senior year um I was like I can actually do this stuff because it, it I'm I'm no I'm not any I'm not any smarter and I'm not any dumber than anybody else. These things are very obtainable to learn. The learning part of it isn't the hard thing. It's it's the retaining the information, the working memory, the recalling everything back up when you when you when you get a test put in front of you and you're like, "Fuck, I know this, but I can't remember." And then you have this limited amount of time where you have to regurgitate this information that you fucking have lost somewhere because you have all these other inputs of information coming into your fucking brain that makes it hard for you to actually put all that stuff you learned into practice and then 
you know, excel at it. But at that point in my high school career, I was like, fuck, man, I, I can do this. I can get A's. I'm smart enough to get A's. Like junior year? Yeah. You know, it's fucked up that you say that, dude. Because you talking about that kind of revitalizes what I do remember from my high school life. And and now that you say that, man, like, I feel like the most retention that I had is from, like, late junior, early senior year. Yeah. Like, that's when I really was starting to go through it. Dude, I fucking failed P.E. <laughs> I never had P.E. because like, I had banned. I, they were like, he's fat, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I... I was really, I excelled at all of my elective classes. Of course. Right. Because I yeah. picked those, and those were things that I enjoyed doing. So I wanted to be there. I wanted to learn the stuff. I wanted to be artistic and creative, and I wanted to excel at those things. But fucking like English and like history, I, I like all of that stuff, but. I don't. I just don't. I don't care about it. I just. I don't. I don't give a shit. Especially going into a world where you don't necessarily need to know all of that stuff because you have things that can do it for you. You know what pisses me off and finding is finding out that a lot of the history was bullshit. Yeah, I'm super not thrilled about that. By the way, yeah. um, I mean off, it, it. Off topic. It, it may or may not be. I don't know. I'm involved in enough conspiracy theories. We're going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I was, was going to say, that, that's one of those things where, like, I just don't... I, it, uh, it, it doesn't directly affect me. No, it doesn't. What uh, what high school did you go to? I went to Shadow Mountain. Okay. What, um... You said you went to, uh... The, the, the alternative school? Yeah. Well, I'm going to call it a continuation. Sure. What what did you, what what school was that? It was called ALC. ALC, okay. Mm-hmm. I found that extremely interesting because I did too. I went to I went to one shortly after the first semester of my senior year, and also had the same results because they shortened it up and they fucking expedite everything. Right. And I had the exact same results as you. Where when you're treated a little bit differently and things are a little bit different circumstances, you can do things at your own pace, a little bit more one-on-one, learn how you need to. Yeah. Um, things really started pulling through. Well, and there, there's a lot of mental stuff that comes with that, too. Like, you're having a hard time with things, and so you go to class the next day, and the teacher's like, hand in your homework assignments from the previous day, and you don't have it done. And there's something about that that makes you feel so fucking terrible. Makes you feel stupid. And, yeah, stupid, embarrassed, yeah, just dude. lazy. And especially if, if, that's, if that's your pattern. Like, now all of the kids and the teacher are just expecting you to not have your shit done. Yeah, because you're at the front of the class fucking failing. Right. It, it, it's, it's embarrassing. But when you don't have that expectation, you don't have the teacher hovering over you, you don't have these things that you have to do when they say you have to do them, it makes it a lot easier. It does. And, and, and for me, it made me want to keep doing this stuff because... I didn't feel bad about it 
while I was doing it. I was like, okay, I'm actually learning this stuff now, and 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 it interests me. Like th- this is cool. Mm-hmm. I understand this finally, and and there's no, you know, that th- there's that not that pressure of oh, you got a big exam coming up, and you you know once again you didn't turn to your homework or you did it half ass or you did it fucking whatever. Yeah, because that guy, you know? I, I don't know how to fucking do it, dude. Right. I, yeah. I just don't know how to. What do you want me to fucking write out the shit I don't know how to do? I feel like this is a a very continuing issue that goes unaddressed. Yeah. And it frustrates me because towards the time that I went to my uh, alternative school, they were considering um, special ed classes for me. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you one way or the other um, as far as the development and how it would have worked for me. I don't know. Yeah, special ed isn't bad by any means. No, 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 mm. no. I would never I'm not I'm not turning that down by any means. Yeah. I don't know how it works and I I don't understand any of it. I never went through it. But that's what they were considering for me at one point. It, it probably would have been actually more beneficial. I mean, so I I mean considering the fact that I wasn't understanding the uh the learning techniques of the uh what do you say uh of of the rest of the crowd then then probably yeah but at that age you know throwing something like that around is is especially when you've gone through that much of high school well, like, yeah i mean at at that like, age like, now you want to introduce something like that right Le- I mean, yeah. Let's let's be real. At that age, you're like, oh, it's kind of embarrassing. Right. Like, I'm taking this special ed version of this class because I'm too fucking dumb to figure it out. And and and, and at that point, that's kind of where I was. Um, they fucking floated my ass through high school because they thought that I just had learning disabilities up to yin yang. Right. Well, and you did. It, in th- it, on paper, I guess you know. I mean, ADHD is a learning disability. True. Yeah. True. And, and there's nothing wrong in that. The issue is that so many things in the world, inside and outside of education, are are geared towards neurotypical people. So the people that fall out of that realm are the people that kind of get fucked. And and there there are certain certain schools and certain programs and stuff that that you can have exceptions made. For instance, like you could have an extra hour to take a test if you have ADHD or mm-hmm. something because that's something that you might need or or you can be taken out and put into a room by yourself and they do make um like exceptions for that and they they try to help you as best they can. Not not all schools I think do it, but there are some schools that are are starting to incorporate that a little bit more because we have a more a more a, a better understanding that which is huge right yeah. outstandingly huge yeah um i'm sorry to interrupt can i how i i forget how old are you i'm 28 okay so it's six or seven year difference give or take maybe maybe a small disadvantage to my points is just that that time frame may incorporate a little bit more understanding 
Yeah. Also, too, maybe my school. I mean, now, mental health is definitely, in my opinion, taken more seriously. Yeah, it seems like it. Because it's it's been proven that these people aren't just fucking stupid. And depression isn't just something that you can just turn on and off. And if you have ADHD, you're not just a result of your parents bad parenting and it's it's not a behavioral issue right when when i was a kid my my principals and my teachers tried to tell my mom that i had adhd and at that age i was probably like five or so at that age there's really nothing you can do about it except for put them in so in in a program that that is is geared around giving them a little bit more focus and attention a little bit more one-on-one um like I, I was a preschool teacher, so I dealt a you lot were? with yeah, yeah for for a while actually, and and I I dealt with a lot of the kids with the IEPs or or the mental issues like autism, ADHD, the the quote unquote difficult kids as the other teachers would put it, and but having somebody that understands what they're going through. And how their mind is working is so beneficial to them. Like having that person that can sit down and be on their level Mm -hmm. and spend an extra little bit of time to focus on them helps out enormously. Instead of just being like, listen, parents, you have a kid who's a real asshole. You guys suck at what you're doing. You have to fucking fix this because it's a behavioral issue. I fucking hate when people say that. Something about my behavior—it's—it's hard. If you don't have it, you just don't understand. That's incredible, dude. I didn't know you did that. Yeah, well, I've—I've I've done, I've done a lot of things. I, to be cheesy, I'm pretty excited to see you as a dad. Well, I haven't seen you with the baby yet, but and that's that's kind of a. A big thing as well is that I know that he's probably going to a real shit end of all this stuff. Like he's probably going to have a some sort of ASD. He's probably going to have ADHD because it's very easy to pass down. My grandpa has it. My mom, my brother has it. I have it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a it's a very strong thing to pass down. A, a lot of mental health stuff is, and so knowing that and and also having the experience but but knowing that i i know how to better help him through school through all of these things in life that he may be wondering like why is this so hard for me absolutely i i can do this and and i i i wanted to kind of go back a tad into like the the world being a lot focused more more geared towards neurotypical people because the people that aren't neurotypical or or the neurodiverse people um it's i i think there's something that is extra hard for them because they might have a lot of friends acquaintances family uh they might have a lot of just relationships in general that are with somebody who is neurotypical and so a lot of the times if you're struggling with something and you're trying to talk about these things and you're trying to get help and you're seeking some sort of guidance or answers or really just somebody to listen to you and to 
to give or to not give you feedback about it, well, you, you talk to somebody who's neurotypical and they're going to give you these generic responses, not because they don't care, but just because they simply don't understand what you're going through. They have no idea how to help you. It's so, it's so amazing. And I say amazing, um, in the, in the, in, in the effect of the way that there can be two completely different, uh, quote unquote spectrums of, 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 uh, of a thinking mind of a truly brilliant mind. The, The way that that can be compounded is outstanding to me. I, I, I I literally don't even know how to comprehend it because I've only got one end of it. Yeah. Um but the fact that there can be two completely different ends of brilliance in the, in that shape two completely different ends of thought you guys can meet in the middle and start at two completely different ends. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Well, and there it's it's sometimes it's hard for people that are neurodiverse to make friends with the people because oh, yeah. They're just a lot. Like, all of my relationships, every single, every single person I've ever dated has cheated on me. All of them. Really? Yeah. Every single one. And, And I think that the biggest reason behind that is just because I'm a lot. I'm a lot to handle. I'm chaotic. There's most of this, well, all of it, was before I was medicated because... Once I started dating my wife, um, about, you know, around that time frame is when I got diagnosed with ADHD and I started getting medication for it. But even at the start of our relationship, she was like, holy fuck, (laughs) like, what did I get myself into? Because fuck it's it's i'm a lot but instead of abandoning me and and just being like that i can't fucking handle this she took the time to do research to join different threads and forms and watch videos and read books and talk to people about how to how to be a partner with somebody who has adhd and and she wanted to learn as much information as she could about me and and my my mental state and all this stuff so that she could make it work but those other people they it it wasn't even a thought i mean they were just like they just gave up they were like this is this guy's fucking way too much this is fucking bullshit yeah yeah and so and and that goes that goes with just any relationship that that you're in whether it's friends or family or, or whatnot right now Pretty much the only people that I'm really, really good friends with are people that are neurodiverse. And and it's not, it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with whether I like these people or they're kind of people. I, the thing that I live by is love everybody and tell the truth 100% of the time. I love everybody the same. I give everybody the same opportunities, the same amount of myself essentially um the the matter of fact is that it just simply doesn't work a lot of the time we're operating on two way different sides of the spectrum and so it's it's hard to get that mutual understanding and so that could be another big effect 
on on mental health is the thinking that there's something wrong with you like why can't you keep friends why can't you keep partnerships why can't you what what's wrong with you that somebody else is just you can't find somebody that's willing to stick with you through all of that stuff and simply put i think that it's just because there's just a lack of understanding if you if you like as much research as my wife has done on adhd and autism and all of that there's still things where if i if i talk to her about things she just there's nothing she can do to help me so i'm in therapy for cognitive behavioral therapy to help with these things that really nobody else can understand. I mean, even other people with ADHD, there is a more of an understanding, but since, since it's sort of a case by case thing, it's if they're like, well, try this, this is what I do. It doesn't always help. Right. So you need sort of that broader spectrum, you know? Well, I I uh I connect with that that last part. I feel pretty often like I'm alone in a world. Not necessarily to the strongest degree, but to some degree to my thoughts and my processes. I definitely do feel like it's super bizarre that I'm the only one that understands certain circumstances. Yeah. Um but I want to uh, to end this on a good note with uh, everything that you were kind of just saying and how you how you live your life and how you live your day to day. It's a it's a brief synopsis <laughs> of, of there's there's don't, so don't be much, an asshole about there's it. There's so much more to it, but I know just a a general introduction into that. I would say. Yeah. Uh, well, how do you, how do you, you treat everybody on the same initial basis? Hundred percent. Every everybody. What? what do you mean? Of what? I uh, uh, I feel like you and I are on the same page here because I do the same thing to everybody. Uh, without without initial judgment, I try to give everybody the same respect and the same love that I would hope to get in return. Right. Regardless of any circumstance. Kind of, I was just trying to reverberate kind of how you were explaining it. You said it much better than I did. Well, here's the thing is that, you know, w- without going, going into cliches about, like, you can't judge a book by its cover and blah, blah, blah. You don't really know a person until you spend time with them and all those, all that fucking dumb shit. Well, it, the thing is, is that even, even in situations where, You've been so fucked by friends, by relationships. Like, for example, me. I've been cheated on in, like, ten different relationships. But going into my relationship with my wife, I wasn't like, oh, this is probably going to happen. I shouldn't trust her. I should just assume all these things. Because why? She hasn't given me a reason to feel that way. She She hasn't done anything to me to to raise those red flags or to make me feel that way. So you you can't go around 
just judging people before you get to know them because whether it's by looks or by the things that they're saying or whatever because some people don't put a hundred percent of themselves out there all the time for everybody to see well most people don't uh, yeah, I, I would say a, a lot of people don't. Yeah, the majority, for sure. And so if you do have that mindset of, well, I don't like the way this person looks or I don't like the way that this person talks or, you know, whatnot, then you could be potentially missing out on a lifelong relationship with somebody, a lifelong friendship, a lifelong just just good ass relationship and not only that but with that person but with other people as well well that speaks to my soul in a way that you wouldn't understand you might understand actually um you just don't know what what the future has you you don't know what this uh particular conversation might have in store for you with somebody you just met uh on any initial connection and I get to experience this pretty often, and I feel kind of kind of blessed to be able to say that. Um, in my line of work, I meet a lot of different people day to day. Different people every single day. And uh, sometimes my, my, uh, my working into being a little bit more kind goes farther for some than it would for others. Um... And I'm super thankful to say that because of that, I I try with every single person that I encounter to have that same attitude of you just, regardless of what it is that you're looking at, who it is that you think you know, or what it is that you think you see, you know, just go into it with an open mind and an open heart. You just plain and simply don't know. Well, dude, e- even just smiling at somebody yeah. can change their whole life. Yeah. It can change their day. It can change their week. <clears throat> Taking the time to just ask somebody how they're doing or acknowledge that they exist. Like, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but you, 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 you're driving and you pull up to a stoplight and nobody makes eye contact with anybody anymore. No. And it's like, it, it's almost as, as, as if so many people just go through night, life not even acknowledging that anybody exists but them. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes, you know, the person next to you could be fucking on edge. And as all as they want is just to, to feel like they're existing in the same world as everybody else. And so if you look at them and you smile or you wave or you see a homeless person on the side of the street and they're like have the sign up and they're like I need money for blah 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 well like you don't have to give them money but fucking wave at them throw up a peace sign smile at them acknowledge that they are also a human Mm -hmm. who either made a dumb choice or just got dealt a bad hand but either way I mean I I view everybody as equal i don't care how how high you are up on the fucking food chain or how low you are on it if 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 you in my opinion if you're not yourself 120 percent of the time what's the point i agree with you 100 percent. like it i i'm a pretty open book and sometimes i i share a lot of things that might not be 
appropriate in every situation about myself. But the thing is, is that I, I don't hide anything. I don't keep anything in. I, I don't adjust myself to certain people because at the end of the day, it, if I want any sort of relationship with these people, whether it's friends, acquaintances, so, something bigger than that, eventually you're going to release all of yourself. You're going to find out about them. They're going to find out about you. And so you might as well just start with that stuff up front. Take it or leave it. Here's the full package. Here's everything that you're getting. This is me. And if you don't like it, if it's not your cup of tea, that's fine. You know, we we don't have to dislike each other at all, but we can just continue on existing together and and being friendly but not developing anything further from it simply just because it's not something that will probably work out too well you know and and there's nothing wrong with that but i i think that a, a lot of issues in the world stems from people not genuinely being themselves god that's gonna start a whole uh a whole ass another episode. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna use use the whiteboard. That's what I was just writing out um, because I have a few topics that I want to delve into. Sure. Um, not tonight. Yeah, I could fucking talk for hours, yeah. man. Yeah, I've, <laughs> dude, my interest is peaked right now. I'm like a fucking just a child with a comic book. I just want to keep fucking flipping pages. Um, but. Whew. I'm excited. You're going to be here next Friday, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I can't fucking I am, wait. I am here for the long run. All right. Um, I'm super excited about it. I think you and I are going to connect on levels that I wouldn't have expected otherwise. And I think that we're going to have a lot of good conversation. I think so, too. I know so. So, so I'm excited for more. And now you get to learn uh, the hard part of this operation. Sure. All the plugs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but before we go into that, I just want to say for anyone listening who is struggling with something, please, please, please don't be afraid to get help with whatever it is that you're going through. As as dumb as it may seem, as embarrassing as it may seem, as much as you might not want to do it, there's nothing wrong with you. It happens to so many other people. And getting it dealt with rather than just keeping it as this like deep, dark secret or something that you hold on to is it's not even comparable. I my life was fucking miserable before I got diagnosed and put on medication for ADHD. It was it was it it wasn't even tolerable for me to just exist day by day. And now that I'm getting older, I'm. I, I've had these longer episodes dealing with depression and dealing with more severe anxiety, and it's just not fucking worth it to keep that shit to yourself. So, rather than letting it consume you, I really, really, really encourage you to go seek help, either either talking to some friends or doing something that you love to do, something that makes you happy, um, whatever it is. As hard as it may be, I I would I would advise 
to do that because I think the outcome is much more worth it than just dealing with it by yourself. Even, even just, just spitting it out like word vomit to somebody, just getting it out of your body, writing it down, typing it out, recording yourself saying it, just talking to yourself. I talk to myself all the fucking time. Just getting it out of your body helps so much, but it helps even more if you do that to somebody and with somebody that has even the slightest amount of understanding or somebody that genuinely cares about you. And and another thing is being on medication doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you or that you're lesser than anybody else. Absolutely not. It's it's Ever. okay. It really does help. There 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 could be downsides of it, sure. There there could be a lot of things that go with it. Definitely do your research. Go talk to the people you need to talk to. Get an appropriate diagnosis. Um Try to figure out what it is and then try every method that you can to overcome it. And I promise it'll it'll be so much better for you. And and it's okay. And and you're you're gonna be okay no matter what it is. So one of my favorite parts of um the ending plugs that we like to introduce episode to episode kinda varies. Um to all of the listeners listening uh I'll say worldwide because it's reached places it shouldn't have reached. That's incredible. It is super incredible to see those statistics. And I I fucking love every one of you listening. Um, I always like to include a little bit about um, me saying um so much. No. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um. See, uh, if you have a specific connection with one of our continuous continuous guests outside of Sheldon and Zach or even with them then feel free absolutely to reach out specifically uh, the email again is meversemeinfo at gmail.com it will go exactly where it needs to go and your response can be as personal as you need it to be Specifically to you, or on air, however you choose. These connections will be kept private if need be. Um, no hesitation to absolutely make that outreach. So, yeah, and I don't, I don't do a ton, a ton of social media at the moment, just because I can't be fucking asked to be involved with all of that. But I do have connections that I will link at some point soon. Um, honestly, 100%, feel free to reach out with questions, concerns, anything. If you just want somebody to listen and not respond at all, that's perfectly okay. 100%. That email will go straight to me, and I will send it to the appropriate party. Uh, No questions asked. So if that is the case, any, any of our guests, I have personal connections with any of them. Uh, especially Sheldon and Zach, uh, but any of them that have been involved, I can reach out. Me versus me info at gmail.com. And as always, check out the YouTube links, the, the Facebook, the Instagram, 
Give it a like and subscribe, a follow, please. Yeah, and, and also please share your personal experiences with anything. Absolutely. Like The, the more that we bring awareness to all of this and, and the more people you'll find out are similar to you and that are on your side, it, it's great. So please feel free to share your experiences, what helps you, what works for you, what you've gone through, that kind of stuff as well. We'll, we'll read all of it and we'll respond if we can absolutely i'm excited for the outreach and uh just like just like all the descriptions show you know just remember that in all of this you're not alone absolutely not that's a promise and don't forget it love you guys we love you and have a good night